Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ, and I am here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, today, we, or should I say I, am previewing week 16 of the NFL season. And just to start off, crazy week 15 in a bad way. Hopefully we can kick off a really good week in week 16. I think the best way to kind of summarize week 15, though, would be our week 15 pick recap. I'm just going to talk for mine. Ryan will probably talk about his next week. Again, just to reiterate, he is not here today or our last episode because he was not feeling too well, which is totally fine. And we will see him next week. That being said, though, I went 12 out of 16 Pulling me closer, I'm actually 144 out of 224 total picks for a 64% pick record percentage. Pretty good. I thought I had some really good picks last week and definitely reflected. However, I can't say the same for my week 16 picks, which is what we're going to transition to right now. In terms of Thursday Night Football, which I just watched right now, the 49ers took on the Tennessee Titans. And the 49ers lost, even though they were my game pick. They were favorites by three and a half, and we'll probably recap that um, game next week. But I was talking about starting Jeff Wilson Jr., start Brandon Ayuk, and I thought that every player was a fade for the Titans. Little did I know that A.J. Brown was going to play this week. He should be in lineups. Hopefully, y'all put him in lineups. He blew up for over 30 fantasy points, but we'll talk about that next week. We're going to be focusing on game picks for this. For our Saturday day football game, we have the Browns, who are 7-6, taking on the Packers, who are 11-3. The Packers are favorites by 7 points, and I am picking the Packers for this one. They're the team to beat in the NFC, and if MBS cannot play due to COVID, I think Alan Lazard is the next man up, and it should be viewed as a viable flex option. The Browns continue to be a tricky team to figure out in terms of fantasy. I do not think you can start anyone outside of Nick chubb for saturday night football it's the colts taking on the cardinals on christmas night the colts are eight and six the cardinals are ten and four the cardinals are favorites by a measly one point the colts are coming off an impressive win against the patriots with michael pittman having a rough outing he is still the guy in the passing game for the colts and should be in lineups moving forward the cardinals had a brutal loss against the lions and i am no longer confident in starting james connor being a starter and has been downgraded to a touchdown dependent RB2. Moving on to a divisional game, we have the Giants who are 4 and 10 taking on the Eagles in Philadelphia who are 6 and 7. Excuse me, 7 and 7 after their win on Tuesday night. The Eagles are 10 point favorites. That being said, the Eagles smashed the Washington football team through Jalen Hurts. Devonta Smith, however, is no longer a must start or a flex consideration he should remain on benches until further notice maybe even throughout the whole playoffs the giants are a brutal team to watch you have to start saquon barkley let's be honest here that's about it <laughs> moving on to a very in my opinion high scoring game next week it's the rams who are nine and four taking on the vikings who are six and seven the rams are seven point favorites and i think that's a really good line right there the rams are playing great football and the offense is finally gelling together Van Jefferson and OBJ should remain in lineups. Temper expectations as always. Kind of in that wide receiver two and a half, three range, I think is perfect for these two wide receivers. Daryl Henderson, however, is no longer the starter. 
meaning I am no longer confident in any starting Ram running back moving forward. They should both be outside of my top 20, even though they're playing a pretty run-funnel-type team like the Vikings. The Vikings, especially Kirk Cousins, was brutal in prime time, so thankfully this is not a prime time game. Adam Thielen should be back this game after his high ankle sprain, so plug him back into lineups. I am going with the Rams for this one, realizing I haven't been making picks for the past three teams, so games, excuse me, so I'm gonna breeze through them. I'm going with the Packers against the Browns. For the Colts and Cardinals game, I'm going with the upset with the Colts, and for the Eagles and Giants game, I am going with the Eagles. For the Bills and Patriots, the Bills are 8-6 and six, and the Patriots are 9-5. and five. The Patriots are favorites by 2.5 points. And I'll be taking the Patriots for this one. They took a brutal loss against the Colts and are looking to bounce back, but you have to start the running back for the Patriots if you are desperate. Hopefully Damian Harris is back, but Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris, they are not a must start against a pretty good Bills defense. Similarly, the Bills running back room was a total fade. I don't think you could trust any of them moving forward in any starting lineup. Maybe Devin Singletary, but again, this is a Patriots defense that's been able to hang on and hold on tight. Um, they were able to limit Jonathan Taylor a good amount last week outside of that big run, so just keep that in mind. I do think, however, Stephon Diggs is a lineup block, but you have to temper expectations just a little bit. For the Buccaneers and Panthers, the Buccaneers are 10-4 and, and the Panthers are 5-9. and nine. The Bucs are 11-point favorites, and although I'm not confident in this pick, I am going to go with the Buccaneers. No Chris Godwin and no Leonard Fournette is definitely scary, but Mike Evans could be propelled to wide receiver 1 status if healthy. Antonio Brown is a start, but I would be worried if there is some disciplinary action for Week 16. For Antonio Brown, maybe he sets out a drive or two or something to that level. Again, this is also a really good Panthers defense, a good Panthers secondary. That's where their strength is. So maybe you want to temper expectations for Brown's first game back. The Panthers are a nasty team in fantasy though. I don't trust their running backs for this week and DJ Moore has not been a top 20 wide receiver over the past six weeks. He's not a must start anymore. I mean, he gets the target volume, but if he's not finding the end zone, you can't really trust him, can you? Moving on, we have the Jaguars and the Jets. The Jaguars are 2-12, while the Jets are 3-11. The Jets are favorites by 3 points, which is why I'm taking the Jets. The Jets have zero offensive weapons, though, but Michael Carter should spring back to life this week against a much softer defense. The Jaguars have zero starters outside of James Robinson, who are fantasy football relevant. And I will continue to say this every single week. People are picking up Laquan Treadwell. He's an okay player, almost a decent. He's an okay player who's getting opportunities, and that's pretty much about it. Um, the Jaguars aren't able to move the ball very well. They're not a good passing offense. They're not a good defense. It's a really, really bad mix um, because you're always playing from behind, negative game script, and they can't come back. Going with the Jets for this one, even though Robert Sala may not coach this game. Moving on with the Lions, who are 2-11-1, taking on the Falcons, who are 6-8. and eight. The Falcons are six-point favorites, and I'm taking the favorites. I'm taking the... Um, the favorites for this one, the Falcons, they may not have the best, not the best at supplying fantasy relevant players, but you know, Russell Gage is a very viable flex option here, having at least six targets over his past six games, blowing up against the San Francisco 49ers, getting his own touchdown for himself. The Lions have a new emerging wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown, 
His 12 targets over his past three games has pushed him into wide receiver two status. The Chargers, who are 8-6, are taking on the Texans, who are 3-11, with the Chargers being 9.5-point favorites. The Chargers fell flat against a resurging Chiefs team. However, you have to start your studs here. Don't be cute. Mike Williams is a fringe start play this week, meaning if you're desperate, start him, but he's not the same player that he was at the beginning of the year. The Texans are winning games and gaining confidence, but let's be real. The only notable player to start is Brandon Cooks, who had two touchdowns last week, going with the Chargers for this one. The Ravens are taking on the Bengals, who are both 8-6 and six and fighting for the AFC North title. The Bengals are 2.5-point favorites, and I am taking the favorites for this one. I'm going with the Bengals here. The Bengals trampled the Ravens last time they played, and I think it'll be the same. The same thing will happen against a defeated Ravens secondary, who are very thin at that spot. The Ravens are all over the place in fantasy, and with Lamar Jackson and Marquise Brown, they're, be- they're-, they're must-starts, let's be real here. While Devonta Freeman is a start if you need it, Latavius Murray was getting some more run last week, so something definitely monitor. If Lamar Jackson can't go, you can start Tyler Huntley. I think the only scenario for this to happen is if you have Lamar Jackson, start Tyler Huntley. If not, it's you probably have better options, let's be real here. The Bears are taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Bears are 4-9. The Seahawks are 5-8. The Seahawks are 7-point favorites, and I'm going with the favorites for this one. Although the Seattle Seahawks have been a complete train wreck all season, literally no player is a must-start, even Russell Wilson. The Bears have Justin Fields, who is surprisingly in the same range as Russell Wilson for me in my rankings right now. And David Montgomery is a start as well. I'm going with the Seahawks for this one. But I do think Russell Wilson and Justin Fields will have very similar fantasy football numbers at the end of this game. Moving on to the Steelers and Chiefs game. The Steelers, who are hanging on to the AFC North, or at least trying to stay relevant, against a Chiefs team who is definitely resurging. The Chiefs are 8.5 point favorites, but this was the line before Tyreek Hill, before Travis Kelsey got put on the COVID list. So probably want to temper expectations there. With that being said, I'm still probably going to go... With the Chiefs here, um, I'm optimistic Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey can play. If they can't, though, CEH will definitely have a field day on a run-funnel team like the Steelers. And keep this short and sweet, the Steelers only have two viable players, really. Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. Chase Claypool is no longer a flex play. Don't be cute about it. The Broncos, who are 7-7, are taking on the Raiders, who are 7-7, a divisional battle to see if they can kind of hold on for a wildcard spot in the AFC. The Broncos are one-point favorites, and I think that's really, I don't want to say it's generous, but, you know, maybe Darren Waller's going to come back. I'm going to go with the Broncos, though, for this one. Um, It's their rushing attack. That's their bread and butter for this offense, and I think um, both running backs are solid running back twos. On the flip side, the Raiders or a hard team to figure out. Hunter Renfro, I think, is a wide receiver two, and that's the range that he's going to be. He's not a wide receiver one. He's not a wide receiver three. He's a wide receiver two, and that's where I'm going to put him, even if Darren Waller comes back. Now, in terms of Josh Jacobs, similar situation. He's an RB2. Keep him like that. He's an RB2. Keep him like that. That's fine. You can be comfortable. Don't be cute about it. Moving on to Sunday Night Football, we have the Washington football team who are 6-7 taking on the Cowboys who are 10-4. The Cowboys are 10.5 point favorites and 
like, what can I say? The boys are back in town, facing off a division rival under primetime lights. The best player in fantasy for Dallas, though, is their defense, surprisingly, ranking as the 60th best player in fantasy at the moment. Pretty good. The Washington football team has placed J.D. McKissick on IR, freeing up some more carries for Antonio Gibson and Jarrett Patterson. If Antonio Gibson cannot go, Jarrett Patterson is a fringe start. You don't have to start him. Please look at other for other options. I know it's a Sunday night football game, but it's a good, good, good Dallas defense. And if Antonio Gibson, Antonio Gibson can't go, I would try to look elsewhere. I would definitely read into the tea leaves. No pun intended. I'm going with the Cowboys for this one. I'm going with the favorites. Moving on to Monday Night Football, which is a game I'm actually very excited about. Well, I'm on and off. I mean, we'll talk about that right now. As both teams are 7-7, seven seven, the Saints are three-point favorites, but I'm pretty sure that's going to change with both Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon being placed on the COVID list. I'm going with the Dolphins for this one for the upset of Monday Night Football. Dolphins are looking to continue their hot streak with Devontae Parker and Jalen Waddle being both must-starts moving forward. While the Saints still have a few startable pieces, that being Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill. With Taysom Hill out, maybe they go more run-heavy with Alvin Kamara because that's how you beat the Dolphins. They aren't very good against the run, so maybe that is where you can exploit them. Moving on to our Week 16 teasers of the week. Ryan had the boom picks for Week 16. I had the bust picks for week 16. Just remember that you can always take a look at our Twitter to see our boom and bust picks of week 16. And that's where Ryan's picks are going to be this week as well. So stay tuned for that if you are looking for players that you should start coming into week 16. However, I'll give you some players that you should avoid. My first one was actually Taysom Hill versus Miami. Going back, I mean, I was thinking that it was going to be a similar situation when Lamar Jackson played Miami in primetime. They're solid secondary they could handle a rushing quarterback that's why i was fading Taysom hill moving on to running back jeff wilson jr versus tennessee i was fading him tennessee was able to hold Najee harris in check last weekend you know jeff wilson jr i mean i hate to make comparisons he's no Najee harris let's be real here um but you know scheme versus team scheme kind of wins i'm a little nervous about this pick jeff wilson jr is kind of like that fringe hinge player but Avoid him if you can. If he's like your last resort running back to, start him. Moving on to wide receiver, it's Hunter Renfro versus Denver. I'm fading him. Pets are tanned in the rest of the defense. Denver defense is lights out good. You can't really say much about that. They were able to shut out Joe Burrow with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. That's pretty good if you ask me. Hunter Renfro is a good wide receiver, but he's no Jamar Chase or T. Higgins. Last but not least for our tight end, it is going to be Pat Firemuth versus Kansas City. It's a potential injury um, notification that you should be aware of, so be prepared to pivot there. That's my reasoning. I mean, there's Noah Fan out there in some leagues. I was able to pick up Noah Fan. You know, Ricky Seals-Jones, maybe. He could be a player that you can start. Um, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, like there are other options right now at tight end. Maybe even Jared Cook. Definitely look into those. Don't look in-house for replacing Travis Kelsey, though. Don't try to be like Blake Bell or their rookie. I think uh, Noah Jonas, I think, is their rookie tight end from Notre Dame, I think. Don't, don't, don't be cheeky about it. But with that being said, to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening, and may the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. 
We'll catch you again next week while we run it back for week 17, the Fantasy Football Championships. And that's the T. Take care, y'all.